Thanks for tuning into the ES First podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So take a minute to hop on over and give us a like or a follow. And of course, if you're ever in Excelsior Springs, stop on by. We can't wait to welcome you home. Good morning. I want to talk to you about some three things that are really important to me. Uh, one is worship. The other is having heaven right here on earth. And the third one is holiness. Those three go together. And uh, the Bible teaches us that in heaven, we're going to be blessed. It's going to be a happy place. And Jesus in his teaching says, well, you need to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And one songwriter put it this way, heaven came down in glory filled my soul. You need to ask yourself the question, am I living a heavenly life full of joy and happiness or what, what kind of life am I really living? And then it goes on and he says that if, if you want to really have happiness in your home right here on earth like it is in heaven, then there are some things that you need to understand that you need to be doing. One is to give us this day our daily bread is how that you should pray. You need to depend on him for your supply, your provision. I'm sure that in the marriage supper of the land, there's no shortage. <laughs> uh, the, there's provision in heaven, and God wants you to be blessed and provided for right here on earth. Second thing, he says, forgive us of our debts or our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And unforgiveness breeds stress. There, it's stress-free in heaven. And God wants you to be stress-free on earth. And how do you do that? Well, you don't harbor unforgiveness. Forgive one another. Others uh, forgive and forget is not just a word, but indeed above and beyond. You need to drop anything that's a trespass against you or you against someone else. Lead us not into temptation, number three, but deliver us from evil. See, sin is a blessing killer as well. If you harbor unforgiveness... Uh, it's a blessing killer. If you don't pray for God's provision in your life, it's a blessing killer. And if you have sin in your life, it's a, it's a blessing killer. And uh, I think we could all raise our hands and say, hey, God, I could sure use some help in this sin issue. And so I'm sure we all could. And First Peter chapter 1 and verse 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. So if you want it to be happy and blessed here on earth like it is in heaven, then you're going to have to walk in holiness. Is it therefore possible to have heaven right here on earth? Yes, it is possible. Because he goes on and he says, For thine is the kingdom. That means you know, that he wants here for you and bless you. And yours is the power and the glory forever. So today I want to talk to you about one key that will help you make this kind of heavenly transition. Heavenly life right here on earth is possible for you. And that one word that I want to talk about is holiness. Now, some people just live a life of chaos all the time. If you would ask them, are you happy? Or is, is your home a heavenly home? Is it, is it a place that's full of love and joy and all that stuff? They'd probably let you know in short fashion, said, I'm not blessed. I struggle. I'm stressed all the time. My life is the farthest thing from being blessed. I am always a day late and a dollar short. This Jesus thing just does not work for me. He never shows up when I need him. Well, Jesus has the uh, answer to that dilemma. And, he's, and he talks about why does it seem like I'm not there? I'll tell you why. Because if you want heaven 
to be on earth as it is in heaven, then you need to do two particular things. Number one is follow peace with all men. Well, that's a key important thing. You can't have strife and stress and unforgiveness. All that. Be at peace with all men and holiness, Jesus says, without which no man shall see the Lord. Another way he says it is this, a new commandment I write unto you. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. That's holiness. And love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the practical holy living factor. <clears throat> that doesn't just mean that without which you will not go to heaven. But it means without which you're not going to see God working in your life like he works in heaven. In other words, don't expect to live a heaven-blessed well-satisfied life here on earth, seeing God at work in every area in your life without peace, without being at peace with all men, exercising forgiveness, and without living, as we're talking this morning, on the life of holiness. You know, a lot of people don't really understand holiness, what holiness is. And so that's the reason of this message that I have for you today. And my message is entitled Holiness. Now, there was a man that had a whole lot of common sense. Most of holiness is really just plain old common sense, if you want to know the truth. There was a man that was full of common sense, and he said things like this. Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> he went on to say something like, well, what's normal anyway? And then he said something like this. Well, life is a box, like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. He also said, me and Jenny, we, we goes together like peas and carrots. Well, just common sense. But there's biblical common sense declares clearly that in our spiritual life, there are some really great things that always go hand in hand. I believe it's having, having on earth. I believe it's praying for God's provision. And I believe it's living a life of holiness. They all go together hand in hand. So what is holiness? <laughs> this is a big question to a lot of people. I, I, I really need like to know what holiness is really all about. And so uh, a lot of well-meaning Good, well-meaning people have made a list of do's and don'ts and things that they consider they should do and shouldn't do. And they, they, and they say that this list equals holiness. If you do this list of do's and don'ts, then you're walking in holiness. They say things like this uh, the, on the men and women things. They say things, well, uh, no dancing. Things like no movies, no smoking. No drinking, no golfing, no swimming together. That's out of the question. No anything, come to think of it. No meat. No Christmas trees. For sure, no Easter bunny. And oh yes, no cups or glasses in the sanctuary. No hats in the sanctuary. In fact, if you really want to get right down to it, no sinners in the sanctuary. Now the women's list is even crazier than things like that. Don't cut your hair. No holes in the toes of your shoes. The first church my mom and daddy pastored, the ladies in the church got together with my mother just out of college. Some of you don't even know what this is like, but she had uh, a pair of shoes with a hole for the big toe to stick out. And they said, no, that's not holy. 
That's sin. So they prayed for her. That list goes on and on. No jewelry, no short sleeves. Dresses must drag the floor a little bit. No lipstick, no nail polish, no rings, no jeans. And the list was on and on. People assume that's holiness. Now, some of these things could possibly be common sense. But most of these things is non sense. I call them salt grains. Now before you start throwing tomatoes at your television set this morning, you, there's something you need to know. There are a lot of things on this list that I just listed on the never do list that I have reservations about and I choose never to do that. But the issue is this. This is not my holiness list. This is not holiness. This, these things on this list, many of them are truly my convictions. I don't push them off on everybody, but I have convictions about theirs. There's things I will do and things I won't do. Golfing is not one of those do not do's for me, by the way. But one thing for sure, I don't want to stand before God one day, right? Smack. Dab in the middle of everybody from the eons of eternity, including my congregation and you. And Jesus would say to me, so Larry, tell me uh, uh, about your holiness package. Because as you know, without holiness, no man shall see God. And I wouldn't want to say something, oh Jesus, I got that covered. In fact, I have quite a long list to present to you. Let me see, for starters, I know the best part of, part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. And I also know that it was you who created the coffee bean. But somebody put on the list that you can't be holy and drink coffee. So, I just had a big old iced tea with a half cup of sugar in it. But I can tell you one thing, Jesus, it was sure refreshing. I don't want to present that as my holiness to the Lord. I would rather be able to say something like, Lord, I am so grateful that years ago I learned the true definition of holiness and I have been so anxious to be able to share them with you and explain to you how almost unbelievably, Jesus, almost unbelievably, the life of holiness hooked me up to your hotline here on earth that I could have heavenly peace and joy and happiness right here on earth because I chose to forgive and forget and I chose to walk in holiness and love people. Success and happiness into my life back on the big planet is something I always enjoyed. In fact, Jesus, I'm going to tell you something. This is the very subject. I want more people to Jesus talking about the love of Jesus and how Holiness can be a big part of your life than I ever did sticking a list of do's and don'ts in somebody's nose and say, here, this is holiness. Because it's not holiness. All of these no-nos listed on your personal list. I say more power to you, but please, don't call it holiness. Call it convictions. It's a good thing to have convictions. We can't really succeed successfully in any walk of life without having convictions about something. Your list is good that you have convictions over, but just don't call it holiness. Now, the list goes on. 
But holiness really comes from within, not on the outward appearance. God says he looks on the heart, not on the outward appearance. Man looks on outward appearance. It's not what goes in a man that defiles a man, but what comes out of the man that defiles him. Jesus said, if you put away the pointing of the finger, quit telling everybody what's this and that and wrong and right and trying to run everybody else's life. If you put away the pointing of the finger, Jesus says, I'll be found of you. You'll find me. And great things will happen in your life. Heaven will come down to earth and you'll have a wonderful life. So there's more to holiness than a man-made list. Webster divines holiness this way. It says that holiness is the state or quality of being holy. And so on Palm Sunday, I preached about my favorite subject, worship, the branches, palm branches. A couple of weeks ago, I preached about happiness in heaven enjoined to become happiness here on earth. Two things with the Bible talks a lot about the number three being the number of completeness. And so I want to add this third insight to your spiritual life-changing list, and that is be holy. There's a very simple explanation on how to be holy, and it's more than just a list of do's. So listen up and write this down. Don't ever forget it. Put it on your refrigerator. If you're real busy on that corner, put it in your refrigerator. <laughs> but here is how holiness becomes real in your life. And here is how holiness brings what's going on in heaven to happen on earth right in your home. And it's this. Incorporate Jesus into your life. Incorporate Jesus into your life. That's a whole lot better than saying, well, I'm not going to drink coffee from my favorite cup so I can be holy. No. You incorporate Jesus into your life. If you incorporate Jesus into your life, that's all you have to do. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So the question is, how do I incorporate him into my life? Well, in John 1.1, 1, 1, Jesus says, I'm the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And in Him was life. The Word is seed. All the way through the scripture, He talks about the Word as being seed. Planting seed or applying the Word of God, the scriptures, however you want to call it, automatically. Automatically. Say automatically. Look at somebody and say automatically. It automatically produces holiness in your life. It's not what you do. It's what you become through his word. Some may call it second experience. Others people call it sanctification. And that's another part of the biblical series of three. Justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification begins with taking Jesus into your life, Lord and Savior. Saying, forgive me my sins, I want to follow after you. In fact, you may have never done that in your life. All this adding scripture and walking in the word is not going to do you any good. Unless, first of all, you ask Jesus to come into your life. So let's do that right now. I call it the BFF. Believe in the Lord Jesus. And so this morning, say it with me. I believe in you, Jesus. 
F. Forgive me of my sins. Would you pray that with me today? Jesus, forgive me my sins. F, I want to follow after you. BFF. Pray that prayer and you mean that? You're going to be a changed person. Any man in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away and all things become new. And then sanctification will begin to work for you. And so sanctification is practicing and applying Jesus' words or commands into your life every day. This is a key. This is how you put on holiness. You saturate yourself in the word of God and by bathing in the practice of, by bathing in the practice of applying the holy word of God into your life every day. Jesus is falling off a log in a log rolling competition. Psalms 119 talks a lot about this. It informs us about the privilege of applying scripture to our lives and what it will do for us. It's seed planted in our life and you function in it, you bathe in it, you practice it, it'll bring forth holiness in your life. Psalm 117 is the shortest book in the Bible. Some say that Psalms 118.8 is the center of the Bible. But the King James Version says, well, there's 31,174 verses in the whole Bible. That's an even number. So there is no middle scripture. But for sure, one thing they all agree on, that Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, and that it describes biblical passages better than any other book in the Bible, Psalms 119, 1 through 176, 176 verses of holiness seed that you can put into you as the Word of God. Holiness. Psalms 119 also includes a long list of names for the Scriptures. Chapter 1 calls the Scriptures the law of the Lord. Chapter 2 calls the Scriptures the testimonies of the Lord. Chapter, uh, verse number 3, Psalms 119, calls the Scripture His ways. Verse number 4 says that the Scriptures are His precepts. Uh, verse number 5, he says, they're the statutes of the Lord. In verse number 6, he calls the scripture commandments. And in the verse number 7, he calls them righteous judgments. And you go on and on and on and on. It talks to you, you can absorb these names all the way through the longest book of the Bible. All of which tell you the scriptures applied transforms you into being holy even as he is holy. You see, that's why Satan doesn't want you to take a, a scripture and apply it. He just wants you to be a hearer of the word, not a doer of the word. But it's when you apply it, it's when you plant the seed of holiness in your life and then you become acceptable in the sight of God and as you talk to Him, He'll give you provision. He'll, he'll, he'll bring heaven on earth and uh, it, it's a life changer, my friend. I want you to know that. And so as clay, when you apply the scriptures, uh, Jesus, the word or the seed planted automatically molds you into his very image. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 through 20 talks a little bit of it about that. And he kind of calls it the, calls it the whole armor of God. Put it on. Scriptures we need to apply. That just want to give you some good ones. Here's some you can work on. See, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, here's one. Just, you just go through and pick out the scriptures. 1 Peter 2.2 2 says, As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow by that. So you can just pray about that scripture. And you can just apply it. I want to be hungry for the word of God. 
I want to be screaming for more of Jesus. I want to study the Bible. I want to hear the preaching of the word. I want to listen to the word of God. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. If you apply that scripture alone into your life, you're going to grow and you're going to become part of the holiness package. Ephesians chapter 4, 29. Here it says, apply this. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the ears. So what's coming out of your mouth? You need to change. What the, are, are you an edifier? Are you, do you build people up or do you put people down? Well, if you want to be holy, you go according. You apply the seed of the word and you start letting only good communication come out of your life. In your mouth. Philippians 4 1 says, My dear friends, I love you so much. I do want the very best for you. You make me feel such joy. Fill me with such pride. Don't waver. Stay on track. Be steady in God. See, you apply that scripture. Philippians 4 1 says that. Says, Don't waver. You know, be assertive in your walk with Jesus. Put your whole heart into it. Serve Him with all your heart and all your soul. And you take that scripture and don't waver. You stay on track. And, and, and follow some kind of a schedule to follow after God. It'll build holiness into you. You won't have to give up coffee. Hello. He said, oh yes. Since you're right there to help work things out, do your best with Eurodia and synthesis to iron out their differences and make up. God doesn't want his children holding grudges. Well, when you discover that the Bible says it does, God doesn't want you holding grudges, you stop holding grudges, guess what? You're going to start walking as in holiness. Celebrate God, verse 4, says all day, every day, I mean revel in him. The message Bible says in uh, Philippians 4, 4. Celebrate him all day. That's all you got to do. I mean revel in him. Go around like a crazy goose that is just enjoying Jesus all day long. And you're going to find that you're going to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's another one, verse number 5 of uh, Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Make it as clear as you can to do all you meet, that everyone you meet, tell them you're on their side. Work with them and don't work against them. Who are you working against when really you should be on their side? You should be in agreement. Just put that in your life. It'll change you. Help me see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any time. Well, that's the formula. Success for getting holiness in your life. Don't fret. Verse 6, don't worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Let God know your concerns. Just apply that scripture. Don't worry. Verse 7 says, Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness and wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Verse number 8 says, Summing it all up, friends, I'll say uh, you'll do best by filling your minds, meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things praise, not things to curse. Well, today you may have to just turn your television off. Put into practice what you have learned from me. What you've heard and saw and realized, do that. And God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent Harmonies. Now, plant these seeds in your life and let them grow. See how easy it is?
Just take that one little scripture. Say, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. When worry sets in, make that scripture come alive. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. And uh, when you start feeling a little bit down in the dumps, say, well, guess what? I'm going to celebrate Jesus all day long. I'm going to revel in my wonderful Jesus and start singing some crazy, wonderful songs that you know all about Jesus. Now, I gave you 11 verses today. There are 31,163 more verses in the Bible that you can check out. 31,163 seeds of holiness that you can put in it will grow and take root. And uh, you'll be on your way to getting the blessings of heaven right here on earth in your home. Well, let's bow for prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, I just pray that as we lift one another up and encouraging in the Word of God, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It divines asunder the, the bones and the marrow and is a very discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God, let us take your Word and let us plant it with seeds, not just a list of do's and don'ts, but, Lord, a life-changing, uh, enterprising Word of God that's able to change us and make us everything that we can be to be like you. In Jesus' name, we want to thank you for it. Amen.